Welcome to the Know Your Rights podcast with Orlando attorneys Albert Bazzotti and Joel Osborne from the Bazzotti and Osborne Law Firm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Know Your Rights podcast. I am your host, Angelo Malone, and I am here with my co-hosts and Orlando attorneys, Albert Bazzotti and Joel Osborne from the Bazzotti Osborne Law Firm. Gentlemen, say hello to the audience. Hey, everybody. Good evening, everyone. So today's topic involves infamous football player Antonio Brown. Brown has had a roller coaster offseason, pushing his way out of Oakland with freezing his feet, the helmet stunt, and releasing a video with a private phone call with John Gruden in it, which may or may not have been approved. Either way, he consistently found reasons to not practice, and they eventually let him go and $30 million in guarantees supposedly went down the drain with it. He moves on to New England, and that's where it transitioned from sideshow theatrics to serious allegations where he was accused of rape in the Southern District of Florida by Brittany Taylor, a fitness instructor. He finally does show up for a few practices and plays one game, and then he's released. The reason most people point to for that action is the release of screenshots that appear to indicate he was asking cohorts to look into the person who was accusing him of rape and sexual assault, Brittany Taylor. So I'm wondering, Albert, if you could start off by taking me through the civil case that's out there against Brown. Well, first off, the allegations, you know, against against Antonio Brown, nothing has been proven and there's no criminal charges that's been brought against him. These are all civil charges brought by, yes, Miss Brittany Taylor, who was a personal trainer of Antonio Brown when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers and in the offseason. So different things we need to look at, like especially with the text messages and, you know, some of the behavior he's exhibited over the past few months is, you know, accountability is, you know, predatorial behavior, arrogance. But one thing, you know, I want to ask Joel about is, you know, what role does not just Antonio Brown play in this? But what about his attorney, his representation, you know, the people around him, you know, do they bear some responsibility in all this as well? You know, Albert, um, you know, we we had a chance to talk about this and, you know, from the start, I said, let's not you know, when we talked about doing this, this this particular topic, I said, you know, let's stay away from Judge and Antonio Brown. Let's stay away from Judge and Brittany Taylor. You know, it's you like 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 you said, it's you know, it's in civil court and it will play out, you know, um, but I said, you know, the real thing we should look at is the representation. You know, that's where I see a big failure. Um, I see a lot of parallels to what we do, Albert, criminal defense. Um, Albert, when you came to criminal defense, I'd been doing it for a while. You were working with the state. But what's the one thing I hammer into you every single day? What's so important about this job? We have to control the representation with the client. Bingo. Bingo. Um, controlling the representation with a criminal client. It's, it's, it's so hugely part of the job. It's, it's 90% of the job. Um, you know, whether it is to take a deal that, you know, you know, is in his best interest or to fight or to, you know, um, um, not getting any more trouble on the inside. Um, you know, if we have a client that's, you know, <laughs> you know, a violation of probation picked up a new law, you know, the last thing we need is for them to pick up a, a, a charge on the inside for, you know, distri- distributing Flocka, you know, the stuff they call basalts, even tobacco. I've, we've had clients that have picked up charges in custody, in jail for smoking cigarettes. So, so when I, 
So what I wanted to ask you with that is, so you're blaming some of the responsibility on Drew Rosenau, his agent, and some of the the people around him for what they what role they played in this. When I see this, that is all I all that's what really just you know stuck out to me was was management representation that have lost control of a client. You know, when we do that, we see out, you know, we just, you know, we'll see bad behavior in, in, in jail. You know, they'll be put in the solitary, you know, they won't, we, they won't be agreeant with us. They won't listen to our advice. You know, it's just so noticeable. So that's what I saw. And uh, yeah, I blame Drew Rosenhaus. I blame his management. You know, he was already in the public's eye when he was leaving Pittsburgh, right? Absolutely. You know, you know it was just all the attention was on him and not a lot of it was negative. He goes to Oakland with hard knocks there. You know, it's 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 such a, a, a situation that's amplified and his representation should have controlled it. You know, Drew Rosenhaus, his PR, um, they, they should have been, you know, more on top of it. And it just seems that it just completely spiraled. I'm sure that there was times when Drew Rosenhaus was telling him, hey, you know, just put on a helmet. It doesn't matter what you're getting crucified in the public and go play. But A.B. was not listening, you know, and when that happens to us, you know, a client will pass up on a deal, you know, and that, you know, ASA, a state attorney's coming with a deal for 10 years. And they say, if you don't take this deal, it's off the table. Albert, if we don't convince that client, you know, to take what's in their best interest, what's going to happen to them, you know? They're going to get that. They're going to get screwed by the ASA, by the state. You know, at the end of the day, I see these 10 years. I see tens of millions of dollars. You know, it's just that's what I see. I'm not we're not here to judge AB, but, you know, we are professionals in 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 representation. That's our job. So we dang dang sure will judge Drew Rosenhaus. Well, we have to look at the fact that, you know, right now he's an outcast in the NFL. There's not a team that's willing to take him. And, you know, when you go from the New England Patriots, the one thing we have to say about AB is he's a hell of a player. He's played nine years in the league, seven with the Steelers. You know, he's never won a Super Bowl, though. That's the one thing that, you know, you have to take some sort of accountability from Drew Rosenhaus, from his higher up people that you got him into the Patriots. You got him this opportunity and he's still posting on Instagram. He has the audacity and the arrogance to play, um, make these text messages with use allegedly and other people in the text message as well, intimidating and threatening, you know, a possible victim. And this type of behavior shows a lot of bad character, which, you know, the NFL is trying to get away from those type of people. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, with, with without question, you know, when he went to the Patriots, I guess the best way to describe it would be he was in a minefield. And, you know, that's where I blame his, you know, his PR, um, all of his management, because they should have had phones, you know, they should have had smartphones on lock and key. You know, his fingers should have only been touching footballs because, you know, anybody that's followed any, you know, any sports you know, they know, you know, New England's kind of a what a last last uh, last stop. Right. Absolutely. But yeah. even some of the arrogance, like even when he was with Oakland, like uh, going on Instagram and asking for his release, you know, the phone call that Angelo mentioned with John, John Gruden, like the audacity to even think about that, you know, like to make this a show like the, like the fact is like the NFL needs you like the NFL can't live without you. I'm sorry, Antonio, the NFL has been there. 50, yeah, and 60 that's, years before. And that's, where, and that's where I go against his representation. You know, whatever Antonio's feeling, you know, that's, that's, that's his business. You know, we're not, again, we're trying to stay away from that. But the, the agents, 
the agents and managements no they need to know that there is a client a current like you say a climate i mean of where no one cares about these players whining they're making millions of dollars when the average joe can't pay for their kids daycare you know this there's a reason why trump was elected regardless of whether you vote uh democrat or republic republican there's a reason why the nfl's ratings went down so that is just poor poor management so what do they have you know, to do all of this was gonna fall on deaf ears drew rosenhouse should know that so this needs to be this this player needs to be conditioned this player needs to be represented and you know the the, the fact that they did not do their job cost them millions of dollars and i know and i know you should say that ab is a grown grown man no, these kids, especially receivers, are prima donna babies. They're, they're probably less responsive and less responsible than a lot of the criminal clients we deal with. So this is on the we will put this on the, the representation. But at, at what point do you think that it becomes I mean, he rises to the level he is. Sure. If, if you're dealing with a, a client of sound mind who's willing to listen to representation, I think I think we can all state in the room that. It seems as though Antonio Brown does what Antonio Brown wants to do, that's, right? Angelo, that's a great point. I'm glad you said that. Then it's on Drew Rosenhaus to be a professional and say, if you do not listen to me, if you do not what, do what it's, you like, I will true. withdraw from you so quick with the, the biggest, you know, with such a scathing response. You know, so that's on him, too. He should have as soon as he knows that he cannot get the client back on board, then he needs to be professional and he needs to protect his reputation. I agree. I agree. Absolutely with that. So let me let me ask you both this. At some point in time, you you both had mentioned that you have to sit and talk with clients and, and have these difficult conversations. At some point, do you see his representation maybe going, OK, this is enough for us, especially with these screenshots getting released where, look, we, we don't want to assume, but it, it's he asked cohorts to look into this person uh, and, you know, some people argue that it's a veiled threat. Other people say, no, it's it's him saying exactly what he's saying. Look into that person. Is that a marker where the lawyer or representation, his agent should finally go, OK, we, we got to step back and 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 reevaluate whether we should be working with Antonio Bryant? It's an excuse me. Antonio. <laughs> no, that's a great question, Angelo. And, and the one thing that me and Joel go through a lot and, you know, this is one thing that we have to do and we have to do our job to the fullest. And if Antonio Brown's being represented and like, you know, these guys, he's paying a lot of money for the representation. You know, you have to if your client is saying something that an allegation that might be true, may not be true. You still have to investigate every lead. So you need to hire the private investigators. You need to, you know, right. subpoena certain records to figure out whether this person is lying or not. And, you know, you might just get a hunch that, you know, something he says is truthful and what she says might be deceitful and you might need just like a fact that you know leads you to another fact and me and joe go through this all the time you know and a lot of times like when you're dealing criminally you know with the state attorneys they get like upset somewhat offended that you're even trying to pursue this and do your job to the fullest like you know certain like defendants aren't entitled to their fullest defense and that's why like me and joel didn't want to get into the issue of you know whether he's guilty whether he's not guilty because you know there's right. two sides of the story there's a lot of facts that we don't even know about yet this is just her complaint and it's you know it's not the longest complaint i've read it's 15 pages you know there's some you know text messages which we we don't need to get into the language you know 
Joel, Joel, Joel and myself have read it and it's just, it's outrageous. If you know. we are, we're putting this college out on notice because the English, the English is, is absolutely <laughs> terrible. And you know, I said we wouldn't, you know, where we talk about his representation. Yes. Antonio Brown has every right to hire private investigators, do all that stuff, but let his attorneys do it. He doesn't need to be reaching out. He shouldn't have even been using a phone in New England. Well, here's one thing, like what kind of character, like the character he's shown, what can, you know, since we're talking about representation, what kind of, what can the representation do to help him, you know, get back into the NFL within a year or two? Is there a certain type of, you know, rehabilitation um, facilities, not necessary facilities, mental health, maybe. Is there something that you would suggest that you think Antonio could take positive steps toward, you know, dude, we, resuming we his career really somewhere else? on that point, but definitely, you know, he needs, the, the thing is, you know, it, it can't be fake. It needs to at least, or at least it needs to have the appearance of being genuine. Yeah, it needs to, you know, with him, it's going to be faith hard. You know, he's, oh, absolutely. He's done a lot of damage. It almost reminds me of Apocalypse Now and the napalm scene, you know, <laughs> when, they're, when they're bringing in the napalms. Uh, uh, it, it, he's he scorched a lot of earth, you know. So, you know, whether it's mental health, I think mental health would be, you know, he's definitely shown some behavioral, you know, some some bipolar, whatever it is, you know, definitely shown some, you know, m- mental there's some mental red flags. So even if he doesn't need it, it still is good for the public, you know, the, the image to mental health, um, charity, um, you know, really truthfully, he needs to read Proverbs. He needs to read Ecclesiastes and he needs to humble himself. You know, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's possible, but that's what he needs to do. I want to ask you too, since you two are both big football fans, you know, I want to compare two other players, you know, one from a few from the past that you might remember, like and compare their situations with Antonio Brown. One, another wide receiver, both receivers, both receivers. One, a Super Bowl hero from the New York Giants, Plexico Burris. If you remember the Plexico Burris right. situation, where you know the Giants were thirteen and one that season, the year after they won the Super Bowl, and he's in a New York nightclub and just brought a gun in and he shot himself, and he ended up doing two years in prison. And another one being Brandon Marshall. And the receiver who was, you know, receiver for the Bears, the Broncos and, and the Dolphins. But specifically with Brandon Marshall, what he went through is this by, you know, this bipolar disorder, personality disorder, you know, where there was allegations, you know, he was in stuff involved in stuff criminally. But he was never, you know, outcasted, you know, by the league where, you know, he wasn't going to get a job again. And, you, and if you compare him, yeah, you know. I, I hate to, I hate to interrupt you, Albert, but you know it's such a it's so stark in the NFL. You know, it's almost like BC, but it's BR. It's uh-huh. before Ray Rice. You know, it's you're, 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 you're talking about two rece- yeah. you're talking about two receivers that basically played out their whole careers. BR before Ray Rice. You know, I dude, does the NFL really care about domestic violence? Uh, who knows? You know, we're we're not there. You know, we don't know the personnel. We don't know who makes up their organization. They really could feel strongly about it. But when Ray Rice happened, it became such a visceral image that the NFL had to take a hardline stance. AB is now on the wrong side of that stance, you know, of that line multiple times. You know, it's always a case with Greg Hardy proved it where talent will cover up a lot. You know, if he's Cole Beasley, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even be talking about this. He wouldn't even, you know, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have made, uh, you know, after Pittsburgh, he'd have just been done. But, you know, his talent is so immense that they're going to, you know, he gets a shot. Yeah. I also think social media plays a role in all of this too, because 
We are constantly getting fed information from AB, and it makes it very easy to cast judgment on him based upon, yes, his grammatical uh, situation, well, the things he says. And that's where I kind of, yeah, I don't mean to, that's where, you know, the Godfather, you know, example comes in of, you know, not being careless. You know, he's in this minefield. The number one thing he should just be focused on is football. He should not be doing these emotional, childish outbursts. You know, and it, it just to me, it doesn't reflect as badly on him as his, his attorneys, his uh, agents, his PR staff, you know, the the litany of people that he has represent. No, I agree. And, and it, you know, I also wonder how this would have all played out if those screenshots didn't come out. And you you can't help but wonder because, look, he played that game after the allegations came out. Correct. So it wasn't until the screenshots came out where it looked like it was the final straw for Kraft. And you have to wonder if if not for those, again, couldn't help himself with the phone. If if that didn't come out, would the Patriots have stuck with them and waited to see the the further facts of the case to come out? Would they have waited for a civil trial? Albert, you go first. I, I have a, I have an answer. I, what do you think? Albert? Well, the, the one thing I was just from what I saw in the 11 days he was a Patriot and knowing following Bill Belichick, you know, for the last 17 years after he always tortures, tortures the Jets is just <laughs> he doesn't like dealing with this media. And the fact that every single question is now about Antonio Brown, it's not about the team. It's always been team first in New England. And that's, you know, the one person I actually feel bad for in all this. And, you know, I, and I hate to say, it, you know, as good as he is, I've hated him for the last 17 years. He's killed the Jets. That's Tom Brady. Tom Brady did everything in his power to, you know, make it work for Antonio, like make him feel like well, a big brother. I don't know how bad and, I feel for Tom Brady, you know, tonight. Uh, when it, going no, he he really, really wanted it to work. All right, but he, I, he lost out on a receiver. But, you know, Albert, my answer is Angelo asked a, speci- a, a good question. Would would he still be a Patriot if he hadn't sent those recent texts? Yes. Yes. I think he was on the last straw. Yeah. I think it was, you know, he, you know, he, he's still you have to remember, Angelo, you know, they're they're working on trying to avoid the nine million guaranteed. He's going to get his high bonus with New England. But, you know, he's still in a contract there. If he hadn't done anything wrong, then he's going to, you know, he's going to go after New England for everything. You know, so New England, he gave New England the one thing. You know, whether New England wanted to or not, you know, he was on a <laughs> last chance, you know, last chance. Uh, uh, it was the last bus, the last train. You know, he could not make a mistake. You know, when Randy Moss went there, all Randy Moss did was catch touchdowns. You know, Randy Moss had the same kind of that's a better analogy for receiver. When Randy Moss went to New England, he was, was kind of like the last stop. And Randy Moss just stopped. You know, he, he stopped. You know, and that's what A.B. would have had to do. He would have had to humble himself in the whole season. He would have had to just gone silent. No Instagram posts, none of this. But, you know. And the problem now with Angelo, the problem now is he, with his most recent rant is like some of the things he mentioned on Instagram and Twitter, like, you know, make bringing Robert Kraft into this when he had nothing to do with this, you know, talking about his yeah. allegations, talking about Shannon Sharp, who's a legend of the game for something, you know, as outrageous as what he had to go through with that allegations, just bringing other people's character into question. You know, that's just childish stuff that Joel talks about that, you know, the NFL doesn't have any time for that. 
Like the NFL is going to be here another hundred years after you're gone. As you see right now, the ratings are still high. Receivers are still catching touchdowns. They don't need Antonio Brown on Sundays. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah, you know, it's it's very interesting too what, what both of you had mentioned earlier about talking with clients who are incarcerated at the time and and your fear of them catching charges and you're telling them to lay low and 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 i guess catching extra charges for smoking cigarettes, cigarettes. what's the advice uh, well, you give cigarettes are the least the least things but I, I i tell them all i say don't be a knucklehead don't make my job harder angelo right. some of the stuff these people are facing you know we deal with clients that you know are facing life sentences you know we're sitting there and you know they don't have a lot of hope and we still we have to keep them even keeled. We have to keep them focused. You have to be focused in there, you know, because it's not just it's not the cigarettes. It's, you know, the 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 flock of the heroin the, <laughs> that always manages to get in there. But, you know, it's that kind of stuff, you know, that, you know, we we can't have when we're going into the state attorney and ask, hey, please reinstate this guy on probation. He's going to do great. You know, he's going to be he's going to really respond great to uh, probation this time. Give him another chance. Well, you know, while he was incarcerated, he got caught uh, selling uh, Oxycontin. Or getting oh, into fights, you know, oh, gang oh, violence, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. See, that, it's, 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 you know, and, you know, and if that happens, you know, I feel responsible. I feel like I'm not doing my job, you know. And, you know, that's kind of the, the parallel and the, you know, the, the, the angle we kind of saw with AB. Do you feel sometimes it, it blends into almost a, a, a therapist role a uh, or a parental counselor. role? We are, counselors. When we are yeah. absolutely counselors, Angelo. We have clients that, you know, are coming to terms with the death of people they caused. Imagine talking. I mean, this <laughs> you're talking serious stuff, you know, and. Right. Right. Um, you know, my job is always to, to be to have their minds, you know, victim focused, if that's the case. You know, it's it's it is it's we're counselors. I always try to get people, you know, in the right mindset. Um, but it, it, it is what it is. Albert, he's been on the phone with me multiple times. Yeah. You know, the one thing I love to push, Angelo, it's the most important thing, but I can't just push it myself. They have to want it is rehabilitation is and, and specifically, you know, mental health treatment. A lot of these guys, you know. You have no idea what some of them have gone through. It's just on the inside. And what you see, like if you do a prison sentence, it's not just like normal jail. You're you're inside with real serious people, people that want to kill each other every single day over, you know, five, five feet of yard. OK, they're fighting over a jolly rancher. People have gotten stabbed. over that. It's like we would rather do a case for free and see someone come out, you know, and be rehabilitated, start a family, have a good job you know, not go back in the system like a lot of these guys do. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we're very prideful and joyful about and letting him live a successful long life, you know, of happiness where he's got a clear mental state that he's rehabilitated himself, that he looks back at the past and he's realized, you right. know, he realized what the low. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have reported John Gruden. <laughs> I shouldn't have done this. And, you know, that's what AB needs. You know, he just he, he needs people and it probably shouldn't be his agents and stuff like that. It probably should be his family. Um, you know, let's be real. It should probably be members of someone who will listen to. Yeah. yeah but he, it, it, it does beg the question because again, we, we don't know what's said between him and, and his counsel. Obviously that's private, but you do have to wonder, and this is something that in this case, I, I thought in my head exactly what you two gentlemen said here tonight. What is his counsel saying? At some point, do they sit down and go, look, here is the line. I mean, 
you know, you could have still kept that nine million and still been on a, a Super Bowl opportunity team by not sending these screenshots, which apparently it looked like he if correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he CC her on it? Yes. Allegedly. OK, allegedly. so to me, that's allegedly. So if that's the case and if that were true then one could only take that as a veiled threat because, you know, if I CC Albert and say, hey, look into Joel and I CC Joel in it, Joel, how are you going to feel? Right. You're going to say like, hey, you did that on purpose to let me know this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It just it, it made no sense. It almost it almost seemed like his representation. You know, it almost seemed like the NFL before the season was like uh, my, my partner, Albert's a big wrestling fan. It was almost like the NFL said, A.B., you're going to be the heel this year. <laughs> and they called up Drew Rose the house and they called up his management. And they said, when right. things get bad, I want you guys to take some gasoline and just keep pouring it. That, that's just what it seems like. That's a great like. way to end the show. That's an excellent line. I love it. Any other final thoughts or, or feelings on, on the case that, that you wanted to end with, gentlemen? You know, I just I, I hope for a B sake, I, you know, I hope like come this time next year, you know, he's got a clear head. You know, he's done what he's needed to do and he gets back in the NFL and, you know, he gets over all these allegations. He starts living his way, life the right way, the way he wants to. And he humbles himself. You know, that's what I hope for a B sake. I hope a B humbles himself. My last thought for the for the listeners. Here's the, the one takeaway from this. Guys, if you're in a criminal situation or a civil situation, you are only gonna compound matters. You are only gonna make things worse if you send text messages, if you send <laughs> anything that can be brought in the court as evidence. In evidence, there is this thing called the party opponent rule. If you are a party to the lawsuit, anything you send is gonna be not considered hearsay. So guys, <laughs> watch The Godfather, Understand what it is, what it means not to react on emotion. And if you're in a situation like this, don't push send. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night, everyone. Appreciate it. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you to my co-host, Orlando attorneys, Albert Bazzotti and Joel Osborne. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Know Your Rights podcast with Orlando attorneys Albert Bazzotti and Joel Osborne. For more information, feel free to reach out to them on the web at beoslaw.com, B-E-O-S-L-A-W.com, or call them at 407-421-1535.